Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Why Kai is working on the sound. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're just having a little bit of technical difficulties in this uh, show, first show of 2021. So first of all, Happy New Year to all of you. And we are so excited to start this year off with a new show, not with the technical difficulties, but with a new show. <laughs> so hopefully you all have had a wonderful beginning of the new year. And hopefully you are off to a, a wonderful and blessed start. And we are just going to welcome in this new year and the first show with a prayer. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, for being here today, Lord God. Lord God, we just ask you to bless us, Lord, as we go about the show today, Lord God. Bless everything that occurs today, Lord God. Lord God, even the technical difficulties, Lord, we know that you can work it out. Lord God, we just thank you for all things. We ask you to bless our listeners and what goes forth today, Lord God, that it might bless someone, Lord God, that hearing whatever we say today, Lord, might be a blessing to someone. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to be able to do the show And, Lord God, we just ask that you bless us in this new year, Lord, as we're going forth, Lord God. Lord God, we ask that you keep us. And, Lord God, we we thank you for all things, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So hopefully Kai is getting his his, uh, sound together, and he will be able to join us in a moment. But... If you guys would like to uh, call in, that would be awesome. Just dial 845-277-9384. Again, that is 845-277-9384 to call in today and just let us know how your new year is going. And uh, just if you just want to give them some praise, if you want to talk about something new going on this year, whatever's going on, we would love to hear it. So dial in. We'll be monitoring the queue, and you can come on and just let us know how your new year is going. I can tell you right now, mine's is off to an amazing start. Um, 
well, actually, with the end of the year, uh, I did uh, finish up some schooling that I was doing and got to graduate, although it was virtually, but still graduated uh, from University of Maryland Global Campus, and I was super excited about that. So I brought the new year, new year in with that, which was amazing. And also the Lord is just blessing me, um, just doing some some new things this year or trying to do some new things this year. So hopefully the Lord will bless all of my plans. And, and that's something big that uh, that we definitely need to remember is that whatever those, uh, what do you call them, uh, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, whatever new is happening for you this year, did you ask God about it? Did you pray about it? Did you seek him before you move forward? And so that is what I am trying to do in everything that I'm carrying forth this year. I'm seeking God so that I know I'm in line with his plans for me. I want to be right in line with with, uh, Jeremiah 29 because he knows the plans he has for me. So I just want to be in his will so that I'm walking in those plans. He knew. He knew before I was even born, the things that I was going to do. And so definitely we want to seek him before we move forward. Um, And so that's something that I'm doing. And so I have some new things on the horizon. I'm, you know, trying to do a podcast, trying to do um, some new things at work, trying to just do some new things this year and, and, not do the same old thing. I really want to be blessed in what I'm doing and what I'm carrying out this year. And hopefully Kai can join us soon. I don't know what is going on with his technical technical problems, but um yeah, so that's that's just a consideration. Uh and that's actually the topic of one of my first uh podcasts that's gonna air. It's talking about how we're, you know, planning so it's like just now I talked about the spiritual side, but there's also an unnatural side that goes to that as well. And so we should definitely pray. We should ask God for his guidance and the plans that we have moving forward. But then, you know, there's really a way that we should plan to do things. And so in my um, upcoming podcast, I'll be talking about how we really need to get our action steps together because we make these big, huge plans or things that we want to carry out but don't uh, do the roadmap to how we're going to get there. And so, you know, sometimes we end up disappointed. I have, this has happened to me, so I'm I'm not, I'm sure I'm not the only one. (laughs) So definitely want to make some plans some things to kind of carve out what you want to do to reach your goals and pray on those as well. You just want God to bless you and on every turn, at every turn, on every of your journey. You want to make sure that you have the blessings of God with you. And so definitely you want to do that. So I encourage you to make big plans. I encourage you to pray about those plans, uh, to seek God's guidance on those plans, and also to make some action steps, get you get your little 
diary or whatever journal, whatever, make you some action steps uh, in order to get that. And so as we're moving forth throughout this year, I pray God bless your plans. I pray that those uh, goals you have in sight, those things that you want to do, especially for the Lord, that they be blessed and that you are able to go on a journey to reach them that is a blessed journey every step of the way. And I'm praying that for myself as well. So definitely I'm not alone in that. Uh, And also, as you're moving forward, just want to talk about, because we know that we're still in this um, pandemic, and so I almost don't want to talk about it because that's been all that we have been consumed with this last, uh, however, I don't know how many months it's been now, I believe about nine or ten that we have been in this pandemic phase, and it it is just, uh, wow, amazing to me um, to have not, you know, gone through anything like this in particular before where, where we literally have to wear a mask outside and be on lockdown um, at certain points. Um, is is just something to behold, but still, even in the midst of this, we know that God is in control. God is in control, and we just have to keep remembering that. Um, I just pray for those who have lost people um, throughout the year. Uh, we have lost several uh, within the family, outside of the family. Um, friends, people we've known uh, this year, and I just pray for everyone who has lost someone this year. It it was not a good year for that, but God, like I said, he is still in control, and so we just have to remember that as we move forward without those loved ones, without those friends that we have lost, and uh, we have to remain vigilant and in prayer for what is happening going forward. So, you know, I encourage everyone, yes, I want you to pray. I want you to take the safety precautions as well. So I, oh gosh, I can't say this enough. I can't say it enough. Please wear your mask. Please limit your gatherings. Please limit your just interaction with people whatsoever if you have to be around people physically. Um, just, you know, do your best to stay socially distanced and definitely keep your mask on. And it's so it's so easy to to say, Oh, that's my family, they're okay or, you know, that's my, you know, whoever, my oh, my best friend, we're okay. And and that's fine. And God is in control. God, we've never saying that God is not in control of things, but we also know that we were made to have earthly wisdom as well and godly wisdom. And so just use wisdom. Just use wisdom. In the name of Jesus, please use wisdom and how you're going forward in this year and and, um, being around people. So just use wisdom with that. But 
uh, as we're moving forward, we also don't want to uh, allow this to stunt our growth, our growth personally, our growth in Jesus. We don't want this to stunt our growth. So don't allow it to. Continue to do those things. I, I know Kai um, had this big thing that he's been talking about, which is uh, uh, create in a crisis that he heard from uh, one of the people that he knows. And so he's really been on that this year about the create in the crisis. And so that is what a lot of people are doing. This pandemic has spawned a lot of uh, new inventions, new ideas, creativity, so that's the positive side of it. We've gotten closer with family. We've found more creative ways to do things. We've um, actually been leaning on technology a whole lot more, which is kind of it's touch and go with the technology as we see right now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but, um, you know, we we have created we have created and we have done some amazing things this year. There, there are a lot of people who inventors who came up with all sorts of things. And so that's the good side. The good side is, is that people were more creative. People uh, got closer with their families, especially of course, the ones they live with. Uh, and we were talking about me and a uh, coworker of mine where we were actually discussing the fact that we spent approximately, I think both of us were saying, four hours uh, commuting, commuting every day, and we both have, you know, children. So four hours commuting between the dropping off, the picking up, and then back and forth to work and traffic and and all of these things, which, you know, I'm not, a, I know I'm not alone in this. There are several people who are going through the same thing. They have younger children still in school. They uh, are riding them back and forth. And and that's what's going on. But four hours, we lost four hours a day doing this. And so it was just amazing to, uh, like uh, Maxine Waters says, reclaim our time, reclaiming our time. We reclaimed that four hours, and it was just amazing to be able to have that four hours that we spent with that commuting just to do other things with, um, and we have our kids at home with us all day. So I make a joke that, you know, now just when my daughter feels like just, hey, having a conversation, she just comes and finds me in my uh, basement office and just starts talking because I, I'm, I'm teleworking. I'm working from home. And so, you know, that is something that we definitely could not do before. Uh, and the fact that we spent hours um, just outside of the house. And so we don't have to deal with any of that anymore. Yes, eventually, have no idea when, we'll we'll get back to that and probably then we'll miss it. So I'm enjoying it now to be able to have that time and for her to be able to just randomly come and ask me a question whenever she needs to, and just to be able to uh, spend more time inside the house instead of outside traveling on the road, 
um, just all of that. So this is a huge new normal for all of us, and I think I hear Kai. Blessed be the yeah. Lord. Yeah, I am back. For some odd reason, everything just decided to act up, but the devil is a liar. And this is the first well, time I've heard you talk this much in a long time. So praise <laughs> be to God. But as she said, she said some Man. of the stuff I was going to bring on. I thank you for that. That's always, that's always good to have someone as your backup because you never know when technology decides they want to just act up. And, you know, being the title Amen. of the show, New Year, New Praise, New Event, or New Year, New mm. Event, New Praise, whatever you want to call it, it is 2021, our first show of the new year, and we just have some great people online besides um, myself and Michelle. We have uh, Brother Thomas Farr. He's on the line. He said he would be in, and he almost started talking to me earlier today, but I still got to get this information out. Uh, as the new year is upon us, we should all have something to be thankful. Michelle has said a few things already that she's thankful. Yes, even in the midst of great turmoil of a pandemic, the election, and now what happened at the Capitol. There are so many things that are going on right now. We still have praise that no other person has. We still have a praise that no other person has. Why? Peace, God, because God is still in control and deserves all our prayers. Remember, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. Now, can we praise him in a pandemic? Yes. Can we praise him with, you know, when we've seen everything went crazy at the Capitol? Yes. Can we praise him when all the food is out the house and the parents are going crazy, as Michelle said? Yes. We can praise him because he deserves all praise. Because he, regardless of what it looks like, he is still in control. And I would like, you know, me and my, my brother from another mother, you know, I would like to bring on Deacon Thomas Farr because we started talking about this earlier. And I said, no, let's just save it for the show. Let's save it for the show. So with that said, I will be bringing, you know, this is an all, all for what show because, you know, we will be, I'll be bringing in uh, Brother Thomas Farr in, and he will join us as we talk about what's going on right now. Happy New Year, Brother Farr. Happy New Year. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, sir. Good to hear your voice. Sister Nicole, how are you? You did good, sister. You held it down for about 20 strong minutes. 20, 20 strong minutes there, sister. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I give you what you need. Give you the Holy Spirit. You were doing it. You were doing it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and so, Brother Far, what do you think? You know, this is a new year. We have new new praises that are coming on because we normally do perpetual praise Saturday. But I say let's do something different. Let's just bring it all. We have praise, talk about what's going on. You know, how can we still continue to praise God with everything going on? You and I started talking how the parents want to beat the beat the government up because they want the kids to be in the school building. I'm like, oh, Lord, we, want them in a, we want them in a school building, but how can we have them in a the school building when this virus is all of a sudden a mutate now? And so you don't know what's coming next. But we want our kids in the school. 
And I know Nichelle talking about our daughter. I know Nichelle like, oh, no, she ain't going nowhere. She ain't going, regardless of what they say, she ain't going nowhere. So, and I'm the same way because, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want to thank God because, first of all, as Christians, as believers, we got to remember who's in control of all this stuff, of everything and what's going on. You know, and we just have to. And then again, um, since the show was saying it, we got to be faithful. We got to be. We got to understand the process. We got to be faithful to the process. We got to be safe. We got to do those things that we call. Because this thing, it's. It, it, I know. Uh, let me say it like this. You know, um, viruses and diseases and all these things. There's reason why these precautions are in place and PPE. All the things people. The common people didn't know about has always been in place because these things have always been around, been been with us. So, but once we come, once we gain knowledge, I think the thing we got to understand is knowledge and wisdom, and what we need to do to protect ourselves and protect those around us. And you know, and and again, it, it's God. It's God is in control, because because again, if we we because again, as as, as people, we are short term memory and long-term uh, amnesia, you know, because there's always been diseases. There's always been vaccinations, cures, the process to figure it out. Some things we take for granted now that, you know, years ago killed our grandparents, our great-grandparents, you know. So it, I, I see it as we look at the law, if we look at history and we look at what's going on before, you know, this is just one more thing. This is just one more thing. But we have, you know, there's not, again, there's knowledge, there's wisdom, and what to do, how to protect ourselves until, again, this thing is until God moves, until the things happen, until the science comes around. The problem is what we have today is it, we politicize it. Failure as men, as human beings, as sinners, as whatever. They politicize it to manipulate power and thought and influence. And that's why we were in the position we are with it, back and forth, up and down. And and bruh, and you know me, and then let's we just not forget. There's two vaccines out there and there's like three other companies. Somebody they're getting paid. Healthcare money, vaccinations and drugs, we forget. It, you know, two years ago they were arguing about drug prices and pharmacies and profits for drug companies. So let's not be let's not be have tunnel vision and be naive of what's going on. Okay? There's profit in healthcare. Everybody why do you think you should have hospitals everywhere? And you know hospitals going broke. I mean, you know, that's that's a whole political but on on let me come back. Let me come back because we can go way off the deep end. But God is in control. And something and then we just have to be wise in our decision making and choices for our own home, like you said. You know, sister said her daughter ain't going and you don't think she could fine. That's for good for you and your house. So fine. You know, nobody should be forced to do this is we still in a certain out well here local here in America, first of all, was for rotten. But we got choices. So make your choice and live with the consequences of your choices. But, you know, when we get into the rhetoric and other stuff, that's where it's diluted. 
because, you know, we, we diluting it, and that's where the sin comes in, and that's where the manipulation comes in, and all the other stuff. Again, I say when you politicize it, there's no logic you're, you're done with. When you politicize it and manipulate it for fear and everything else, that's where you get people stirred up. What do you say, sir? You're de- Am I still on? Am I still on? Did you cut me off? Yeah, you're definitely right. You're definitely <laughs> right. The, the issue I had, and we spoke earlier, is everybody wants their kids to go back to school. And I'm like, okay, what if the kids catch the virus? A whole slew of kids catch the virus. A slew of kids die. The only reason you want your kids to go because you're tired of them being at home. You're tired of all the food being eaten because I understand. I, I feel the pain. But you 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 don't want because you know I used to teach in the system. I taught in Baltimore, I taught in Camden, New Jersey, which was a very hostile environment, and I taught in Philadelphia. So we're three you know public school systems that I've taught, and it's like every everybody thinks teachers are babysitters, and teachers are not babysitters. They are educators. They went to go to they went to school to get an education. They have to be highly certified, which costs money. So we won't even that's a whole another subject. But now that the people, and we talked, you and I talked about this earlier, now that you are the mother, the father, the lunch lady, the principal, the custodian, the um, after-school tutorer, because they're home all day, and so now that you have to play all of these roles, and you've done it for almost 10 months, for over 10 months, you know, 10 months exactly, when everything just hit the fan, Today, so been ten months since everything was, you know, since everything changed. Then what happens? You're finding out what the teachers went through, what the teachers go through, because guess what? You have to do it. Now, yes, people are losing jobs, unfortunately, um, but you know, people say, well, we want to go back to work. People are working at home. You know, jobs understand. Jobs know what's going on. Some of the big companies are having their people working at home. So when they say we're marching, you know, to the government to make them open up the schools, yes, but there's a big penalty if they're not ready to open up the schools and you're making them. So the whole idea is are you ready to make that sacrifice? Are you ready to make that sacrifice because I want my child to be in the building? Now, like you and I, like I said, if people have been online taking educational processes all the time, learning, graduate, learning, didn't get in degrees, they're saying it's not working. Well, it's not working to me. It's because you're not making sure that your child is doing what they're supposed to do. Because I've actually spoke to a, to a parent who said that when her grandson is with her, she makes him do what he's supposed to do. But when he's with his mother, he'll be up in the bedroom with the laptop sitting on the bed and just showing a picture. So he's not doing what he's supposed to do. You cannot put your children on autopilot thinking that they are going to do it. They're they're kids. This is something all new to them. We cannot put our children on autopilot and think they're going to do what they're supposed to do. No, you can't. You as a person, as a parent, have to be on them. Don't, you know, education starts at home. I always say education starts at home. You as a parent have to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do to make sure that that child is getting up on time, at that computer on time, doing their work, you know, ask them, are you doing your work, making sure they're supposed to do. Because what you want to do is get them back in the building and say they'll do better there. Okay. What do you think, Brother Farr? Oh, 
Got it. All right. I was letting you I was letting you get it off your chest, bro. You ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. First of all, bro, first of all. First of all, let me let me let me let me let me talk to you about the least of these. Let's talk about all of what you said is fine. All of what you said, some of it is rhetoric. All of what you said has some legitimacy to it. However, in the real world, the reality of what we're dealing with, there's a big technical divide and knowledge and understanding. Just because all these kids got phones and even some may have had tablets before this, they don't understand the technology. They play games on it. Okay? Now, when you go in and you talk, you, you, you touched on a lot of things. Everybody's not, is not on the same, has, and has not been before the pandemic. Let's go back a year or so. People, everybody was not on the same technical level of using all the, the technology that was available, online schooling and all that. See, some people didn't don't, don't, don't you assume everybody got a laptop and they know what they're doing, and they, and they know the software, and they know how to use these platforms. They don't. They know Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, okay? So for them afford to go online and go do, 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 do an online course, if you have no experience with a laptop, a mouse pad, or doing all the, the, the formats or you, you manipulating the software, because I got grandkids and they got PDFs and they got the thing. If you ain't never used the PDF and how to put the answers in the correct place and click on it and, and whatever, and your aspect ratio is wrong on your screen and you can't, okay, so 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 the, the, it's not, oh, you're not on your, or the technical, just technically. Look how many iPads and, and um, what do you call it, Chrome notebooks they had to give away to get to the kids who did not have this stuff, okay? So so take a couple steps back here. You think it's just that easy. Now, when you're talking about all what the, the teachers, the who teachers are, fine, bruh, you a teacher. Did we lose Deacon Farr? I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out. Deacon Far, I don't know whether you hit mute on your phone or uh, if you may need to call back in, but we cannot hear you right now. Are you there? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah yes, we can. We can. Now. Oh man, you mean you missed all that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's. I'll let's, back up. First of all, we're dealing with technology that we're not on an equal technical base when it comes to this online learning. Children will not. But just, just, just think about it. How many kids did not even have Chrome notebook, laptops, or nothing? They had to give them away. Here in Baltimore, in most inner cities, you hear it across the country. They had, first of all, they had to get the technology to the kids, and then the kids had to know the technology and how to manipulate it and how to manipulate the software. So just saying, it's not, it's more than just about, you know, um, wanting the kids back in school because some of the kids are not, they are failing because they're used to being in the classroom with the teacher in that format. That's how we set, the education system was set up. So to now say, it's that easy and grandma and you and, no, no. Because then also you got to understand when we're talking about socioeconomic, two parents work, single parent. You know, all, you know, it, it, it's a lot of dynamic going on. So it's 
So there's no, don't, I don't, you seem like you came with one broad brush, simple answer, should work online. And no, because that kids don't even have internet. You know what they got internet? On their phone. They don't have, they don't have Wi-Fi now. You think that you and others may see Wi-Fi as, as I, everybody got it. Everybody don't got Wi-Fi in their house. They get on internet on their phone. And when the bill ain't paid, it turns off. You see what I'm saying? So that was one of the techniques. So it's a technical thing. Now, when you're talking about, you know, homework, if some parents are computer, uh, what's the word I want to use? Well, I'm going to go with it. Some people are just plain computer illiterate. So if I don't know, I'm going to help my children. In the pandemic, the way they did it, and the way they that's this is why they want the kids back in the school. And then, and let me, and I'll skip this with this last point and come back to you because you have to also understand. Um, we talked about this earlier. By the grace of God, the pandemic wasn't deadly to children as initially, because if it would have started with children, this country would be in a different place right now. Remember, it started elderly, uh, nursing homes, you know, assisted living facilities where people were whatever. But if it would have started on the other end of the spectrum, the generational spectrum, we'd be in some real problems right now. So, uh, and I say that to also say, you know, it, it, there's, there's, you know, the, the kids, the, the, the education of the kids, Every child is not succeeding, and it's not. So you want to seem like you want to put it on the parents ain't this and the parents ain't that. And then we want to blame the schools. Okay, you became a teacher. All those, all that stuff you said about teachers and custodians, those are all union jobs, bro. Because they work for the county. Those are jobs. We pay you to teach. Fine. And remember, America, kids, kids of a certain age have to go to school. That's the way the system is set up. So now to change that format and to change the, the cultural structure and what we're setting up and then, and then say, you know, whatever, it, it don't really matter. Some people, some people, I understand. I mean, I understand people with the God, they got degrees online because they couldn't go to, they got degrees online because they couldn't go to college or couldn't afford to go to the college and do that whole college experience but wanted to get their degree, which is fine. Now it's a thing. You understand what I'm saying? It wasn't always a thing to go to college online. So let's not forget what we're dealing with. There's a lot to it, and there's no one simple answer, but we have to work through. And, and like I say, it, it's getting these kids back. It's getting these kids back to familiar because a lot of kids, you got to remember, there's a whole, you know, you say you was a teaching in, in, in the school system, you know there's a big diversity from the top of the class and the bottom of the class. And some of those in the middle, and some they need that socialization to get through. Not the honor rolls, whose parents get the bumper stickers. It's the fringe kids who need that socialization, and need that, and need to get. And some kids, and we will go down this road too. Some of these kids, the safest place they go for six hours a day is the school building. What do you say, sir? Did I lose you again? I don't know if we it's lost him, but I... <laughs> no. Go ahead, Nishara. I'll let you. I know you had something to say. Go ahead. I'll let you say it. Oh, so you're... No, actually, right. I'm, I'm, with... <laughs> I'm, I'm... I'm with you, and I'm not with you on something. So, I will say this. Uh, now, I was... Let's go with what you with me. What you, what you with me? 
probably sounded uh, more like like uh, Kai did, and maybe worse, you know, as far as some things at at the beginning. And then I had a family member of mine who, um, you know, she she has two young kids. She worked, um, and so she was saying. So, because I was like, well, you know, the kids need to be safe, and I don't know why parents are complaining and trying to send these kids back to school, whatever, whatever. And she she was just real quiet and said to me, well, what about me? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, who, I, I have to work. Who, how can I, like, she was like, right now I'm on telework, but they're already telling me that we have, we have to come back because, my job involves things that that I can't do everything on telework. And so I was quiet because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I don't know. So what you going to do? And she, and she didn't know. She did not know. And then she was like, and health care, I mean, sorry, child care is crazy. And right now it's even crazier because, you know, they're not even, they weren't even allowed to open. And then when they did open, they were only allowed for like, I think healthcare, like you actually had to have a letter or something to be able to take your kids to uh, daycare because they were trying to reserve it for like healthcare workers and people who had to go to work. So it it was just a bit, it was a lot, it was a lot of moving pieces. It was a lot of different things going on, but what she brought to light for me is it's not black and white for everybody, and which is what Deacon Farr was saying. And so that's when I started to understand that a little more. And then you have, like uh, Kyle was talking about, the grandmothers who are home. Well, I used to do a program for the city where we were trying to bridge the digital divide for older people because they were not using technology and we're not familiar with technology. And so we already know that a lot of our older people are not familiar. So if if you live with grandma or mom has to go to work and you go over grandma's house, how much is grandma even able to help you? And, And let's not even talk about the schoolwork itself when they need help with that. So it is, it is, it's a lot of moving parts. This is this is not. It's a lot of gray. It's not black and white for everybody. And so, uh, it, I don't know. It's just it. You just have to keep the whole situation in prayer because this is horrible for a lot of people. And and let's not talk about people who have lost their job and they can't afford the even ten dollars a month that they they charge for this Comcast essential. So that's that's FYI and K. I know you all must know out there now by this point, but if you didn't you can get uh service with Comcast for the thing is nine ninety five a month uh for people who just need internet and that's it. But some people lost their jobs and can't afford that, can't afford the food, put food in the house, can't can't afford a lot and so we have those people who were in that range that lost their jobs immediately because they they the, the workplace closed down or they uh, shut down for the pandemic. So it was a, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of moving parts. Definitely a lot of gray. Nothing's black and white. Thank God for the people who can do 100% telework and get paid the same pay and they didn't lose anything. 
the Lord is good for them, but that's not the case for everybody. So I'll just put that out there. And also I know that we probably need to take a break and just wanted people to know um, that if you do have something, a comment, something you want to say, call in to the number again is 845-277-9384. That's 845-277-9384. And uh, press the number one on your phone to be added to the queue. Amen. amen, amen, amen. She is she is on it. She is on fire, Deacon Parr. She is on fire tonight. I think we opened up something, said something that, you know, just turned something on her tonight. But as she said, we have a few, a couple of notes from our supporters and something special um, that I'm going to say now and um, at the end. And the show, you did say give information already about the new um, uh, podcast you get ready to do or blog that you get ready to do that you want to give information on that? Hey Amen. We can, we, I'm still doing all the setup so we can go into that the next show, but uh, it is uh, called Boss Radio Live and it will be coming to you all within the next few couple of weeks. Um, so just stay tuned for more information. So we'll, we'll give a little more information on the next show. Okay. Excellent. Now, a uh, note from a, one of our supporters, Music Instructors for Our Learners Arts Academy. Um, it's a new program. And if you love the arts, photography, dance, culinary arts, and, and arts and classical arts, that all classes are online. Go to mefalaa.org and check out the program. And I will make a, a, a I'll do a vlog or a, cue, a quick uh, reminder. In two weeks, we will have a we will have a show this week, next week, and a week after. On the thirtieth, we will have a special guest. That's on the thirtieth. So Deacon Far, you need to make sure you're around, bro. You need to make sure you're around. But we will have a young man by the name of Mr. Don Donald J. Wood. He is an author. And we and he is an author, and his book is entitled "The Good Work." I'll say that again. His book is entitled "The Good Work," and he on on the cover, the beautiful cover says, "God never throws away anything he's working on." And I'll repeat that again: God never throws away anything he is working on. And it's it, I'm reading it right now, and I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm highlighting it. Um, just so I know what I want to ask him when we had the um, interview, make sure I, you know, you know, I read it, and and I give you it says knowing about Christ and knowing Him are two totally different things. I know a lot about Him, thought I knew Him, but I was clueless. If if you harbor doubt about His love for you, you don't really know Him. That's where I was a walking fountain of Bible knowledge who was far away from the living water. I was the Dead Sea. By living in sin and cherishing doubt about God's love for me while trying to serve God God actively, I was filling my cup with one hand and punching holes in the cup with the other. I needed a vital I need a needed a vital knowledge of Jesus Christ as my savior. So that's just a little bit I wanted to read, but in two weeks we will have this great author 
online, and he will be telling us about him, his book, and how you will be able to get a copy of it as well. And I'll be doing little blurbs online and putting them out there just to make sure you guys are ready to hear about the good work. We will now take a few minutes break, and we will be back in about 3 minutes and 28 seconds. I've been thinking about time, and where does it go? How can I stop my life from passing me by? I don't know. I've been thinking about family, now it's going so fast. Will I wake up one morning just wishing that I could go back? I've been thinking about lately, maybe. I can make a change and let it change me So with all of my heart, this is my prayer Your host Kai and Michelle. 
And we have a special guest or a special friend that always supports us, Deacon Thomas Farr of Issues Christian Men Talk. He is on our line with us, and we are having a new year, new praise, new events, and we are talking about everything. And just and I'm just like Jeremy Camp. I just want the Lord to keep me in the moment. Whatever's going on right now, just keep me in the moment. And Brother Farr, I'm going to say what I have to say. And I'm I'm with Nisha. I understand everything you guys were talking about, the digital divide, because that's the first thing I said. I, you know, I'm not that bad as I may sound. First thing I said was, hey, everybody don't have internet. Hey, everybody don't yeah. have computers. So it's like, it's like, okay, if everybody don't have these things, how are we going to make sure that they have them? And Michelle did mention, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. Some some grandparents can't do it because they're not computer literate, you know. So there's a lot of going on. Um, and uh, being with Michelle's job, the first thing she said is there should have been some kind of, if I'm correct, and she'll she'll um, she'll correct me, continuity plan that if something were to happen. What is the backup plan that any business business has in place? Because the school board is nothing but a business. <laughs> what is the what is the plan? What is it that you have in plan to make sure that we can keep moving without well, any hiccups? Oh, and nobody oh, had a plan. Oh, no one. Nobody had a plan. Bruh, so, bruh, bruh. Hello. It, See, wait, wait. Hello. Can you hear me? I you I'm cut off. <laughs> you know. 2020 hindsight, bro. No one knew this was going to happen. So that you're, 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 where you're coming from right now, that's 2020 hindsight. We our normal what was the normal operating procedure of educational system in America? You know, no one knew this was going to happen. No one knew they're going to be right. They didn't even know the quarantine and why they wanted to send people home and leave people home and close the schools. They did all that because they remember how this started. They shut it down to stop the spread from person-to-person contact. Now, to go back in 2020 hindsight, like the school system should have known, at some point in our future, we're going to have to send all the kids home. They're all going to have to do school from home. That's what you're saying, right? You see what I'm saying? You you, you do in 2020 hindsight. Like this was something they should have planned for in the budget? Is that what you're saying? I understand what oh, you're no, saying. Uh, I'm saying Again. any business with anything comes no, up. No, that, no, 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 no. Let's say what I'm talking about. You're telling me that the, that the public school systems in these counties and municipalities should have planned digital learning. That's what you're saying, right? Well, you Before this pandemic, you're telling, you telling me in 2018, you're telling me in 2018 they should have planned that this could happen. Is that what you're saying? Well, they should plan for anything because we did have – what is it? The uh, flu, flu vaccine, flu virus. We've had semi. But they didn't shut down schools. They did not. They did not quarantine and shut down schools like they did for this, bro. Let's not get all. Let's not do. Um, oh, reverse what I'm history. saying is that you, you, as as Tasha said, as highly educated as we are, as a country, because we are one of the highest. Well, we you know, we are one of the every highly, contingency. Every contingency. Hey, you. Either you plan. Well, guess what? You're gonna have to plan for it now. I'll put. I'll. I'll, I'll digress. You're gonna have to plan for it now. Because guess what? With the way things are going now, they think they have things under control. 
And when they think they have things under control, it gets worse because people are not people. We are people, social. And so we are social butterflies. We don't know how to follow directions. We want to, we want our children to go back to school, but if we follow the simple directions that we that they've given us to slow it down, I'm not saying I don't want them to go back, but we if we had hard time following directions of hey, let's not meet, hey, let's not do this, you know, so we can and I people do want them to go back. We all want them to go back, but we want them to go back and be safe. We don't want them to go back well, and cause okay, well, okay. something that's going to. We don't want them to go back and and then come back and say, "Well, we got them back in school, yep, and we saving a lot of money, yep," and then it gets worse. Mm. I'm with you. I want them to go. I understand everything you're saying. But we're we're playing with fire right now because we're trying to figure out a way where we make sure everybody is um, back vaccinated. Everyone everyone is vaccinated. That way they can get the teachers back in. They can get the students back in. That way. And now they're saying that vaccination don't even last that long. So it's like, okay. But if we can get them in for them to finish the rest of the year, then yeah, may you know maybe it'll work. Because we only have, what, five or six months left in a year. I just want to say on that, uh, I guess, like the contingency plan thing and all of that, uh, that, I mean, yes, I I believe they should have had one that was put them in a better position than where we were. Um, As it was, they had to do a lot of thinking on the fly to figure out how to deal with the situation. But I think when I I think when I said that to you, I was thinking in reference to in reference to the fact that it didn't have to be a pandemic. And definitely we we did not realize we were gonna be out this long. Um I don't think anybody that that, that was kind of in their mind that, you know, eight, nine, ten months later we're still out. So that's a whole different situation that we haven't haven't had to deal with. Um, but you have to remember where we were as far as uh how far along technology wise and just what we how we do things today when we had a pandemic like this, which was I think nineteen I don't wanna kill the year. I wanna say it was ten, nineteen ten or nineteen eighteen, whatever it was when we had the the flu epidemic. Um, or flu pandemic years and years ago. Um, So, you know, that was about 100 years ago. So we definitely weren't where we were today. They did not have Internet. They didn't have anything. So it was they were dealing with this situation in a whole nother way. And, you know, we would like to think that that would have been the only time that happened. But here we are uh, again. But, um I definitely think there was no contingency plan or not as strong one that was in place. And when I said that to you, Kai, I was mentioning the fact that, say, like, for instance, we had that earthquake a few years ago, totally unexpected in in our area that we had would have an earthquake like that. Um, but Lord forbid if it had been worse. And they started doing, a lot of places started doing contingency planning 
uh, then continuity planning just to, to make sure that if something like that happens. So we always seem to be working from hindsight, which is not a good thing. <laughs> so we need to get a little more into foresight uh, and think about these things. And so that situation could have been even worse. I mean, you know, look at some of the earthquakes they've had, like in Thailand and different places where they everything's level. You know, then what, what's happening with school then? What's, you know, so these are just things that we need to think about a little uh, more than what we have been. And I think that was my, my whole point surrounding that. Okay. Another far. I think we lost him again. I don't know. <laughs> No, we don't. You got oh, to get scared. Did he get scared? Did we scare him away? I'm patiently waiting my turn. I don't know what's oh, happening. Okay, phone ahead. Okay. I'm patiently waiting my turn. This is technology. Again, oh, well, I'm going to get something today. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, again, this is, you know, it, this is what, first of all, let me say this. You know, this is all discussion. This is all, you know, we're discussing it. We're we're seeing what's going on, and we're trying to deal with the circumstances we're in today, which is all fine. You know, we bent a little bit, we're thinking about these things, but, you know, it, it, again, we don't know. We, we don't know. We're human beings. We can't predict nothing. We don't know the day of our death. We, have, we don't know the, we, we have nothing to do with the day of our birth. But we deal with, as we deal with, as the world has presented to us. And we lean on our faith. So in all of this, and even with the technology, I mean, there's no way they can't they can't predict the earthquake right now. They can't predict the next hurricane. They're gonna know the hurricane season coming. They don't know how many, where they're gonna hit, where they're gonna land fall. So our lives are in God's hands. But there's wisdom, there's faith. And then there's and then there's and there's also, you know, uh, the common sense of what, what we're doing. We respond. We are human beings respond. We respond to tragedy. We respond to emergency. We respond to all this stuff. We we have things in place, but then we have to. Then we just respond and try and figure out as we go. They had to want to go back and say we should have, would have, could have. Man, we that 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 don't help nothing moving forward. You know because we got whole focus here today is about the kids in the school. You know they got they, they getting the kids. You gotta understand what the, the kids go. The kids going back to school. It's about bringing normalcy back to the culture, to the society. Think about it. It's about normalcy, getting normalcy back. Kids not being in school is abnormal in America. For that six, eight hours, whatever, they're riding the bus. Kids riding mass transit. There's socialization. That's getting back to normal and moving forward. That's the thing you got to understand. But again, I say, because we're political, it's, it's become politicized and there's still rhetoric and stuff going on. And the teachers don't want to, the teachers, like I, I mentioned the car before, you skipped over that, all the union jobs, you know, it's, it's again, there's more moving parts to it. But as human beings, as few people, we have to we we looking for. I see it as the thing with the kids going back to school is getting back to normalcy at some point. 
But again, if we go back and take out our emotions and look at it, children of a certain age did not get sick. Did not get sick. May have been positive, but did not get sick and were taken up hospital bed. See, these are the numbers. These are other things we have to look at under number because for a while there, we were doing the daily death in the count. If we remember, it was a daily death count. How many people died in America? But there was no details in those numbers. But if you look at it, it wasn't kids. It wasn't school-age kids. That's why they had to struggle with the college kids and the other ones, because they were not getting sick and going in ICUs and filling up the ED. I mean, the emergency room for those who, you know. So, again, I mean, it's it all really some of it is academic and some of it is us trying to, you know, but, again, it, it, it goes back to God is in control. It's going to be a process. And like and and just and, and I'll close with this is every year we got a new flag we got a new flu vaccine. Every year they say take a flu shot because there's a new strain of flu. So you know, these flu, these viruses, these things, they circulate around the world and whatever and so it's not this is just something that was unexpected, unaware, and they tried and they and they had to do extreme response to. Because it got out of control. Remember, the only thing that made this pandemic a problem is because people were getting extremely sick, extremely fast. In this world, in this Western cultural technical society, there's only so many hospital beds and so much medical equipment. That was the problem. There's not a, there's not enough hospital bed, ICUs, ventilators, and medical equipment out here that if, if too many people in the world get sick. We can't handle it. That is the real underlying. That was all about where the supplies were, where equipment was, because it wasn't in place, because the numbers swelled. That's what blew Europe up. The hospitals filled up. They had beds, ventilators, the PPE, all that stuff overwhelmed. The, 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 the requirement overwhelmed the supply system. That's how. That's part of why this became a pandemic. So, you know, we can't, we can't simplify it. But, again, I say about the schools, I'll say this and stop. The schools mm-hmm. is about bringing normalcy back here in America, bringing back normalcy right. to this culture. Go ahead, sir. Well, you know what? I agree with you. No, we want normalcy. And now it's basically going to be called the new norm. You know, we want normalcy, but now it will be called the new norm. And that was a great discussion. Michelle, we're about to close. Do you have any closing remarks? Oh, I think I have said quite, quite enough today. (laughs) So I I just thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, just just, uh, advise you all again, just, just stay in prayer and also use wisdom. Uh, as we move forward throughout this year. Amen. And Deacon Farr, give us your info and your plug-in for Issues Christian Men Talk. Oh, amen, amen. I'm, I'm, I, you know, see, I like coming on the show because I always leave on good terms. Yeah, Deacon Thomas Farr, I talk to Issues Christian Men's Talk. Uh, every Monday at 8 p.m., every Thursday at 8 p.m., Saturday morning, we move to 10 a.m., and we talk about the issues that affect men's lives as husbands, fathers, and sons as they lead in community, in the church, and in their homes. 
and just encourage the brothers, the brothers in faith, the brothers on the edge of the faith, the brothers who just, you know, because we have more in common than we are different. And we sit, we talk, we reason it out and try and find, well, we don't try and find, we seek the solutions in the word of God and how we live obedience to his word that we might be better men and better husbands and fathers. So uh, you can reach out to us at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Deacon Thomas Farr and on Facebook at Issues Christian Men's Talk. Issues Christian Men's Talk on Facebook. Sister, brother, thank you very much for inviting me. I always enjoy it. And then let's do, a, let's do a happy 2020 we, we show. Brothers. How about that? We are brothers. Yeah, let's do a happy 2021 show. <laughs> hey, i like to thank all of you. Okay, you too. Let me finish up. I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in to discuss New Year, new events, and new praise. Just know that whatever happens, let's continue to praise him, that capital H-I-M. If you have any more questions for tonight's episode, please place them in our event page. This is Kai and Michelle, and as always, we'll see you at the mirror. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.